0: made the best podcast co-hosted for the last six or so years by a Brit and a Canadian win. Um, Yeah, over to you. Smashingsecurity.com slash vote. Thank you very much. We love you all, uh, at least the people who vote for us. Uh, But for now, back to your normal service. And uh, sorry about this interruption. (laughs) Oh, here's a good one. Shut your f***ing dog up. Ooh. (laughs) Well, Well, we'll probably have to bleep that out. (laughs) <laughs> really? Smashing Security Splinter Episode Using Public Wi-Fi With Carol terry Vanya Schweitzer and Graham Cluley Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Smashing Security with me, Graham Cluley, and my two buddies, Carol Terrio and Vanya Schweitzer. It's a special splinter episode today where we're going to be talking about ways in which you can protect yourself online and stay more secure. And the topic today, chaps, is using public Wi-Fi. How can we do it in a safer way? What's your experience been of using Wi-Fi out in the uh, amongst the great unwashed public?
1: If the question is, is it safe? I would say no. (laughs) But is it convenient? Definitely yes. So I guess we have to find a way to make it safer if it's open for everybody.
0: Yeah, because it's pretty much ubiquitous now, isn't it? Everywhere you go, pretty much, it feels like you can get on the Wi-Fi. Many organisations are providing Wi-Fi. Some people in their homes are providing access to their Wi-Fi uh, and and making it sort of freely available for anyone who's wandering past to jump onto their Wi-Fi and use part of their internet connection as well. So I think convenience wins. We all love the convenience, but security is where we begin to get a little bit concerned. So what are the what are the, the concerns regarding public Wi-Fi? Um, one of the ones which I think would worry me is, can this Wi-Fi hotspot really be trusted? So I might be in a cafe, for instance, yeah. and I look in my little list of available wireless networks, and it may not instantly be obvious which wireless network i'm supposed to jump
2: yeah. on yeah and what if you do
0: jump on it so say you see
2: one and then you look up on the board and there's the password written in huge letters how do you feel about that
1: well i guess everybody has to use the same password to access those uh, what, what if the, the, there are ones that are
0: fully open that don't, don't even have well, yeah, any good encryption point. on that, that still yeah, those are the ones which worry me the most which haven't even made a, a token effort ho-ho, um, to <laughs> secure in your information by not using any encryption at all. Or they might be using very weak encryption. And one of the things that I think we should warn people about is there may still be wireless networks out there which are using old encryption standards. So not all encryption is as good as another. For instance, there's an old wireless encryption protocol called WEP, W-E-P, and that's something definitely to be avoided because it can be Fairly easily cracked by hackers uh, within a matter of seconds or minutes. Um, and so they'd be able to see what information you were spreading across the wireless.
1: People used to go and so do so-called war driving. They would go around, they would try to find out are there any unsecured or Wi-Fi access points with which with weaker encryption. Uh, web encryption included, and they would be able to then use it for their whatever purposes they have. Like if you're a hacker, why wouldn't you just connect to somebody's home website? You, n- you never do your hacking business from home. You always use somebody else's network. So it appears that it's coming from somebody else's, uh, you know resource or ip address
2: and how, how do you tell though so how would a user tell so you're in a cafe let's use your scenario you're in a cafe you're going to connect you can see that there is some encryption but how is someone supposed to gauge how someone know whether it's wpa or wep connection
1: you, you see that on the and you see the list of the the networks and you see if they're protected
0: with encryption key or not
2: and does it and it tells you the level I didn't.
0: I think normally what happens is, and I'm sure listeners will correct me if I'm wrong about this. If you choose a wireless network which is encrypted, of course, it's going to ask you for a password at that point. And when it asks you for the password, normally it will uh, describe to you the encryption protocol that's been used. So you will see something like WPA or WPA2. And those are two fairly strong. Encryption standards used by wireless, you know, I think they're fairly standard. People would be happy and comfortable using those to encrypt their information. If, however, you see WEP, W-E-P, that's not good. And, of course, if you don't see any encryption at all, that's bad. Because the danger is there could be some evil hacker lurking in the corner of the cafe or at the airport terminal with you who's actually sniffing out of the air. They have some software on their computer, on their laptop, which is collecting out of the air all of the data which is flying around, and if that data isn't encrypted, they'll be able to steal that information and maybe grab details about you. Maybe be able to log into your account because it hasn't been properly defended through encryption.
1: Certainly, in the in the good old times when like social media sites such as Facebook and Twitter ha- haven't been using um, HTTPS, so encrypted web traffic, you were able to listen to. Uh, Anybody's packets, <laughs> Wi-Fi packets, and then steal the authentication cookie, and then basically uh, pretend to be somebody else on on Facebook and s- steal their credentials.
0: And, th- and they've got much better about. It. I mean, there was a big uproar a few some years ago. Actually, now there was a tool called Farsheep which was released, and many of these. The more popular social media websites, and they they did get their act together. They implemented HTTPS by default, and some of the webmail companies as well woke up to this threat and realised that they had to do more in order to protect Mm. people. So most of the really popular sites these days are using HTTPS, and that's terrific that they're doing that. That doesn't mean that the problem has entirely disappeared, however, because there are any number of apps, for instance, which might be running on your uh, smartphone which are communicating to the net and sending information as you're entering it, can you feel confident that all of those apps are properly encrypting your information? And sadly, we're finding time and time again, some apps are doing a very, very poor job of that and are opening up opportunities for attackers to steal your information en route.
1: Right. So going back to, to this kind of question, how do you find out which Wi-Fi access point or the network is the safe to connect? If you go to going to a bar, like it's pretty easy to connect to to, to set up a rogue access point which has. The same name as the bar, for example. So I think it's up to the bar owners as well to help you. So actually, having the uh, the network name, SSID, and the the password on somewhere displayed it not it's not necessarily such a bad thing.
2: Right, 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 because it's telling you this is the exact name for this particular Wi-Fi, not a rogue This is one.
0: ours, yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. And there have been attacks done time and time again. One of the things which hackers sometimes like to do is they like to actually sort of push people off. They sort of like to bump off the existing uh, Wi-Fi in- infrastructure in order to push you onto a rogue access point instead. So your device reconnects and then potentially you might re-log in, hand over information to criminals who can then steal your passwords or other information which you might be sharing.
2: And what what a you know how many times does a Wi-Fi connection go wrong? You know how many times do you have to reconnect? It's happened to me. Like if you're in an airport or hotels, you can awfully get bumped off
1: many times because you're you're always going, you're moving around. You're actually connecting from one access point to the another. Exactly right. You know, and they have the same name, so you can stumble upon a a bad one. Exactly.
2: So that's a really hard thing to kind of avoid.
0: So uh, another concern, though. So uh, we've spoken about the danger of these sort of rogue, evil twin Wi-Fi hotspots which could be set up by the criminals, and that's bad because obviously the criminals are in charge of them. We've spoken about how you could be transmitting information over the net, uh, over Wi-Fi which is unencrypted, which maybe someone local to you could actually be sniffing out of the air. The other risk, however, is that it is a legitimate Wi-Fi hotspot and it isn't being run by criminals but have you read the terms and conditions? And certainly one of the curious things is there are some Wi-Fi hotspots which will ask you to jump through various hoops and fill in forms and share your personal information before they will give you Wi-Fi access. No such thing as a free lunch, eh? And so you might be somewhere like an airport where you have to agree to sign up for a mailing list or handing over information about your mobile phone number or your name and email address. and. That's something that I don't really enjoy doing because I'm sort of thinking, well, what are they really going to do? And
1: well, of course, that's why you have your own uh, alternate email account <laughs> which you're using in this direction, th- th- this kind of situation, or you, you know, enter some bogus thing, Donald Duck.
2: And I guess they're doing that probably to share it with maybe advertisers or with some of their, you know, some of their business partners
0: to kind of show how much traffic or how many people they have connecting to their Wi-Fi, for instance. I guess, I guess they are. The truth is I don't know because right. me... Like 99.99% of the rest of the global population <laughs> will never, ever read those terms and conditions. So I have no idea what they're planning to do. It So I just enter Arnold Ardvark from Zimbabwe and uh, I leave it at that. Mm. And there you are. So uh, I, I like the
1: other ones. Obviously, they have to monetize somehow their, their access to Wi-Fi. So, so there are some which basically display like an advert to a mm. video ad. Um, and you have to kind of watch for like a minute or two, but from then on, you're kind of okay to, to, to just simply go on to go right. and surf, mm. which, which is kind of fair enough. I, I, I consider it to be just like okay, a couple of minutes. I can but wait. just
2: because they show you a video doesn't mean that they may not also be having terms and conditions saying that they can share your information. Right. Yeah. True. Yeah. But I, I hear what you're saying. There's alternate ways for them to monetize
0: it. And, uh, some are a bit safer in terms of privacy than others. So, obviously, you're fairly comfortable connecting to your home Wi-Fi network. That feels pretty cool. You're probably feeling fairly comfortable connecting to your friends at their houses as well. Um, there's a higher level of concern, and a few more questions you should ask if you're somewhere public, like in a hotel or a cafe or an airport, to make sure you're connecting to the right Wi-Fi hotspot, to make sure that they've got the proper encryption in place and that your information isn't isn't being uh, misappropriated in some way. But ultimately, we are putting our trust in other people, aren't we, for our information to be exchanged safely? So that I think is where we come into this whole idea of protecting ourselves with VPNs.
1: Perhaps we should perhaps we should explain, or you can, Graham, explain what the VPNs are for people who are not familiar. Yeah, so uh,
0: VPNs are becoming increasingly popular. They're virtual private networks, Um, but. That sounds really nerdy, doesn't it? It's a kind of proxy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's a terrible word, to be honest. These, these are the pieces of software which help disguise some of your activity online. They disguise it from your Wi-Fi hotspot. So it's basically creating an encrypted tunnel between your computer in that, let's say, airport terminal and your mm. VPN provider. So the people who run your Wi-Fi hotspot won't actually get to see which websites you're visiting and they won't get to see the information which you're sending because it's all getting encrypted before it gets transmitted, which is fantastic.
1: Yeah, basically it, it allows you to remotely be a member or part of some remote network. So if if you're at home, you connect to your work. Then you usually with VPN, it become part of your work network that way. So there are VPN providers which allow you to become members of their network. And so virtually you
0: are there and not in a cafe. Right. So rather than looking like you're in Heathrow airport, you might, it might appear that you're in Belgium or Finland or America or wherever, which has another advantage as well, not just from the security point of view, but it also can help you get around Uh, region blocking or geo blocking. Mm. So, for instance, if you're trying to access BBC iPlayer or Netflix and you're not in your home country, Netflix or BBC iPlayer and services like that may say, Oi, you know, what are you doing trying to connect to our movies? Because we've got deals whereby we can only show this particular TV programme in this particular country. If your VPN software can make it look as though you're actually based in another country, the same country as Netflix is providing those movies to, then you can get to watch the latest episode of Doctor Who or Game of Thrones or whatever it is that you're into without any hassle.
2: Do you want to talk about the legality of this? Well,
0: no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's let's move let's quickly forward. On, quickly on. But, but one yeah. of the interesting things is, of course, that those service providers, those people offering movies, and it's not just movies, there are other services as well which are geo-blocked. They are increasingly putting up blockers to try and detect the use of virtual private networks and saying,
1: oi! Absolutely. And Netflix does it too. Um, And it's it's getting increasingly more difficult to pretend to be uh, in the US We're actually sitting back home in Croatia and and looking at all this wonderful additional content which we don't Ah, have here. Poor Vanya over in the
0: third world of Croatia.
1: Well, that's what it is. Another thing that people uh, use it for, again you know, God forbid, I would never use it, uh, is for peer-to-peer networks and downloading uh, torrents, right? Because there are a lot of ISPs and a lot of companies, a lot of countries which prohibit this sort of download that then may come after you, and you can actually use VPN, so it, it doesn't seem
0: like it's your actual IP So address. if you're doing something a little bit naughty, you might... <coughs> Not that naughty, but maybe a little bit naughty. Yeah. You might want to use a VPN. However, you've then got to start asking yourself, well, how much information is my VPN provider storing about me? Are they keeping records yeah. of what I'm doing? Are they potentially open to law enforcement if Netflix or whoever gets a little bit upset? If they were to come along and say, oi, who are your customers? Would they be able to reveal who's been downloading? the latest yeah. episodes of game it's, it's, of thrones in croatia
2: it's not good enough to google vpn and choose maybe you know the first thing that pops up because you know it'd be easy to fake that as a as a as a non uh, legit site so you want to find a reputable vpn provider
0: yeah, and there are literally yeah. hundreds of yes. them around. And, and some of them do sell themselves on the basis of security. So look at the reviews, look at how long they've been running, how happy their customers are, how much information they're storing about you. Some of them even allow you to pay them in Bitcoin. Um, so there's no even credit card link if, if that's something which uh, concerns you. As yeah, well. or
1: simply a- ask them what their log and you know if they ha- if, if they would be willing to reveal it to anybody who, who asks for those logs. The other
2: thing, though, is um, a VPN is, uh, you know, does have some drawbacks. It can slow down your connection as well. So there's a balance between you know
0: accessibility and security. Oh, but, as always, but Carole, Wi-Fi these days is incredibly fast, and there's never any problems oh, with it. If, really? you, if you're on public, tr- if you're if you're on public, why, why are you concerned about speed? Seriously, this is the 21st what? century.
2: When is the last time you went to a hotel and didn't sit there watching, you know, the little, you know, update your email
0: well, look, for about a minute long? Do you know what I do? Because of this problem, quite often I am in a hotel where the, the Wi-Fi is abominable um, or maybe isn't playing nicely with the VPN that I use. That I, I bring along a little 4G dongle, right? So I can use cellular data instead of Wi-Fi. And that has... Sometimes a big advantage in speed if the wireless isn't very good, but also has a huge advantage in terms of privacy. Because although it's relatively trivial to try and crack poorly secured wireless networks, and you know, it's, it's well within the armory of most hackers and penetration testers to do that kind of thing, it's a whole different ball game. Trying to crack 3G and 4G, it has to be a real concerted yeah. effort by the attacker to do that, and it means investing more money on their part. And frankly, I think there's a lot less of that kind of cracking going on.
2: That's a really good point. That's a really good point to tell you. So if you're not safe, if you're on a Wi-Fi that, or you're looking at a Wi-Fi that you're not sure you trust, you're saying just stay on 3G or 4G. If you don't, you know, why
0: move over? That's what I would recommend.
1: Well, you can you can have one of those MiFis or whatever they call them, where it's it's basically a, a wireless or 4G access point, which on on one side, accesses 4G networks. On the other side, it creates a little Wi-Fi for your devices if you have more it's than it's
0: brilliant. One. You've created your own little personal Wi-Fi hotspot in your hotel room, which your iPad and your iPhone and your Android and whatever else all connect to. And that then goes out over the 3G or 4G um, and does its magic for you. Um, and, you know, it, it, for some people, in some situations, that's a great way of doing it. Obviously, it can be more costly. During the research for this show, I think we've, we've had some fun trying to find out some of the names that people use for their wireless networks to try and avoid people <laughs> leaping on them. I, I, I saw some. Carol, you actually came up with a list, didn't you?
2: Yeah, no, no I just saw, I saw a few. There's some, some great one like Use This One Mom,
0: which is a great one. For, uh, for porn use only. Yeah, or No Free Wi-Fi for You is another one. Oh, here's a good one. Shut Your F***ing Dog Up. Ooh. <laughs> well, well, we'll probably have to bleep that out.
2: Really?
1: (laughs) I like the one, it burns when I pee.
0: (laughs) Charming. Connect and die. And of course there's... IP is an IP address. (laughs) Yes, yes, well done, Van. Of course. And and, uh, FBI surveillance fan. They're all kinds of fun ones, aren't there?
2: Yeah, but I think this is a good time to remind people that if you have if you have a router at home, make sure uh, you've changed the password to something very secure. So you don't want to be that guy in the street that has the easy password to, you know, to be able to jump on your Wi-Fi
0: and potentially, you know, sniff around your network. And maybe be careful about the name of your network as well because that could reveal information about you. If you tell your computer to remember the names of all the networks which you connect to, that can actually act as a bit of a beacon. Uh, it's possible for people to pick up on all of the Wi-Fi networks which you've connected to in the past because it's sort of your computer is pinging them saying oh can I reconnect can I reconnect to this at this time and people can begin to draw up a, some sort of idea as to the sites and the companies and the places where you've been and that may also reveal your identity as well if, if your home Wi-Fi network is included in that list and if you include your surname I'll, I'll tell you a very quick story about this in my in uh, my village Uh, Here in Oxford, um, I have a friend who was putting on a play and we have a celebrity in our village. It's a very small village, but we have a celebrity. I'm not going to name them, but uh, they're a well-known figure. And we wanted this particular person to um, appear at the play and introduce it in order to get the media to come along and you know make a, make a bit of a, a sound. So they said to me, do you know where so-and-so lives? And I said, oh, I, I don't exactly know where they live. I, I think I know roughly where they live. And what I ended up doing was I walked around the village with my smartphone, looking for wireless networks, and I found a wireless network with this celebrity's huh. surname. So I was outside his house, I could see his Wi-Fi network, and I thought, this must be where he lives. And sure enough, I knocked on the door, and said celebrity opened the door and I said, hello, maybe you'd come and introduce this play for my friend. And turns out that they did. So thank you very much to them. I'm not going to name them because I don't want to uh, embarrass them about their Wi-Fi. You, you didn't go war driving, you went war walking. I went war walking with the dog. Yep.
2: War walking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it w- I wouldn't have been able to find them yeah. if, if they'd been a little bit more secure with their Wi-Fi security.
2: So think what, what we're thinking is, say, check your name, the Wi-Fi name you have, and make sure the password is uh, a pretty robust.
0: Yep. So I think that just about wraps it up. Hope that's been some good tips for people about how to better secure themselves when they're using public Wi-Fi. Be careful out there. Make sure that you're using an encrypted wireless network. Look for uh, encryption protocols like WPA and WPA2. Uh, Look out for evil twin uh, hotspots, which may not be actually run by the organisation you think are, are running them. Watch out for those terms and conditions and what they might be trying to do. And ultimately, if you're still feeling a little bit nervous, Maybe it's time to turn the Wi Fi off and use 3G or 4G instead for a more secure communication with the internet. Thank you, Karel. Thank you, Vanya. And until next time, cheerio. Bye. To Loop.
2: Vanya's sexy bye.
0: <laughs>
2: bye bye.